All right, welcome to another episode of A Sip of Crime. And before I get started, like, and introduce ourselves, like, you're going to notice my tone is a little somber. There's a reason for that, and you'll find out. And I'm going to throw a quick disclaimer out. There's so much talk of child abuse and mutilation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Just want to give you a quick heads up to prepare yourself because this one's tough. And it literally was like the toughest pill to swallow. But without further ado, I'm just going to introduce the crew. You know, always rolling with the real ones. <laughs> Got Amanda back with us again, you What's know. Up? What's up? Hey, two times in a row. Two right. times in a row. Yeah. Hey. And then, you know, main man Noah always rocking with me. What's going on, everybody? And you know me, Mac, just here trying to in bring y'all some enlightenment. In the dark world. Mm-hmm. Very but dark. Let's get a crack and know what we got for the folks today, man. You're not going to introduce who we're talking about? I don't want to. They don't deserve what? to be introduced uh, like this. That's oh, true. Oh, man. That's, that's cold-blooded. So do I got to introduce them? Bro, go for it. <sighs> All right. Well, today we're going to be talking about the case of John Rubio and Angela Camacho. This incident happened back in 2003. So if you guys, it sounds familiar. It's going back till then. And this happened all in the city of Brownsville, Texas. When I was doing research for this uh, this case, man, Brownsville, Texas, they talk about being like one of the poorest like cities, yeah. communities of like the entire country, mm -hmm. like crazy dumb poor. It's a border town on the edge of Texas, near like Houston side. Mm -hmm. uh, or not actually near Houston because that's a Gulf. But you know what I mean? It's, it's near yeah, the bottom right, right, right. south tip of Texas. Like El Paso area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's a super run down. There's a lot of sex workers out there. There's a lot of prostitution out there. There's a lot of kidnapping out there. A lot of crime out in Brownsville, Texas. So I'm kind of laying the scene because I think a lot of people think of Texas as like, you know, Dallas or Houston or whatever. Yeah. But this is Brownsville. This is like, you know, middle of nowhere, but it's a border town. So there's just a lot of shit going on there. So let's go ahead and get into, let's see, Rubio. We'll introduce Rubio first. Um, Rubio was born August 12th, 1982. He grew up in Brownsville. He grew up in a family that practice brujeria mm -hmm. and basically if you don't know what that is it's like witchcraft wizardry. yeah it's, and sometimes it gets put a bad twist on it because it is considered like witchcraft but a lot of brujeria practices are just very like spiritual alternative medicine alternative yeah. medicine yeah. stuff like that i mean they do practice some like spells and voodoo ish type stuff but not all like brujas are right. like witches right, yeah. right so that's why i want to make that clear but he grew up very superstitious because of it right. because his mom and his grandma both practice that no, there's no actual like hard evidence, but family members of Rubio's mom say that she was a crack addict while she was pregnant right. with Rubio. Mm. So he's a crack baby. Basically. And Damn. and this is she did say this, she did drink a six pack a day while she was pregnant with Rubio. What the heck? So she won't admit Mama to the crack. What is wrong with people? Yeah, six Mama pack a day. A day? A day. Oh no. Can you believe that? Six pack a day? Not everyone should be able to. Hey, at least kids. it won't be a lightweight, right? <laughs> Came out the womb for all the wrong reasons. For all the wrong reasons. Sheesh. So he had a few brothers. Um, the mom and both the dad. By the time he was eight years old, were out of the picture. The older brother Manuel had basically a lot of the parent duties, and he kind of jumped from house to house with different family members. Um, he was described as a troubled teenager. Once he got to high school, he would also see and talk to things that weren't always there. Mm -mm. He described like things. Just he was always like talking to shadows. And he so had he was schizophrenic. Basic. Well, I guess basically. In a way. Yeah. Mm. 
And just but remind you again, that's why I threw the Brownsville, Texas, because there's multiple times where they mentioned, like, hey, there's not a lot of, like, mental health resources out here. There's not right. a lot of, like, testing resources and stuff right. like that. So even if he was schizophrenic, no Probably one wouldn't have done anything about it. Exactly. Yeah. So he did join the ROTC team, and he was a swimmer in high school, but he did get kicked off of both of those because just lack of commitment mm-hmm. and lack of discipline, especially at the ROTC. Um, the father, before he did leave the picture, <clears throat> when he was eight years old, he did physically abuse his mother and the kids a lot. So that's something also worth throwing in there for Rubio. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rubio basically had, uh, of the two parties involved, had much more of a rougher childhood growing up. And because his father left at such a young age, his family members pushed him into sex work as early as 12 years old. Oh my god! There's multiple reports in high school of him doing sexual favors for boys and girls for money. Oh my god! So that's I mean, sad. Yeah, all the you know, and this is why we throw all the disclaimers out in the front. But John Rubio had a very very fucked up childhood. That's yeah, crazy. That, that's the true definition of fucked up. Yeah. Let's talk about his counterpart. <laughs> so Angela Camacho. And I'm going to have to do this again, but this one's not as bad as John Rubio's, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) She was born November 11th, 1979. She hasn't talked as much to the media, and neither has her family. But she was a Mexican immigrant born on the other side of the border. Um, So we mentioned Brownsville, Texas is the uh, border town on the Mm -hmm. U.S. side. But Matamotos is the town in, or it's actually a big-ass city, on the Mexico side of the border. Mm -hmm. So she's actually from that, but she was, um, while she was never... She never really got tested for it while she was younger, but she was later described to be special ed Mm -hmm. um, because she had a very slow processing skills. She was also limited in conversations. Mm -hmm. I believe her IQ when they did test test her later on was very, very low. I think it was like 62 and I believe below 70 is considered like, you know, mental, yeah, Yeah. mentally ill. Um, She became pregnant in high school, her sophomore year, so she dropped out. Live with the baby daddy until she met John in 2001. And it's funny because John and the baby daddy, they all lived in the same apartment complex. Mm-hmm. But John and the baby daddy used to huff paint together. Oh, my gosh. So they were brothers in arms in a way. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. That's and crazy. Or brothers in a can. Yeah. So she went from in one. In a what? In a can. In a can? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I know we're talking about something so serious. Yeah. But this is our way of. Coping. Literally dealing with all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she went from one huffer to another. <laughs> <laughs> Why you say that? <laughs> and um, eventually Angela moved in with John because the baby daddy was very abusive to Angela. Mm-hmm. So once the first baby was born, her name was... Let me see if you can find it quicker before me. Uh, no, it was, it was Julissa. Julissa, yeah. yeah. Julissa was the first baby born. And despite it not being her, his own kid, John Rubio treated that, like, that daughter like it was his. And, you know, they got along together. Now, right after she was born, Angela became pregnant again with someone other than John and her baby daddy. So it was oh, wow. completely third party, third person that she was living her I didn't know life. that. Yeah, yeah, she did. And so, again, same thing. John Rubio must have liked her that much to the point where it didn't matter to her, him. And so he, again, when that baby was born, he treated it just like it was his own. Mm -hmm. And finally, after that baby was born, like two months later, they had their own baby. Little Um, John. Let's get into the name. The second name, the second baby was named actually John Estefan. 
mm-hmm. named after John mm-hmm. Rubio. Yeah. And then the last baby was named Mary Jane. <laughs> and they did, yes, name it after. They the partook. Yeah. yeah, they did. They did. They actually admitted it on the um. Wow, <laughs> I didn't in know reports. That. They named the kid after the the marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever floats, man. I mean, we got a whole show named Mary Jane. We have a Being whole song Mary named Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. We got a, a lot of songs about Mary Jane. Shout out to Rick James, man. Shout yeah. out to Rick James. <laughs> um, but real quick, man. Like, I'm going to set a quick scene for you guys, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you just read all of that, all that background. Mm-hmm. And it's heavy. Now, let's set this scene real quick, right? Imagine two detectives minding their own business. They get a call about at approximately 7 p.m. And they heard on the radio, they're requesting for two detectives of a possible murder. And the officer who found them literally said there was a young child murdered possibly more imagine hearing that as a detective right like we think like as us being civilians like murder cops like they just you know they just deal with hearing stuff like that on the regular mm-hmm. yeah when you hear is children like okay i'm pretty sure something clicks especially a lot of them have kids yeah you hear yep. children that clicks automatically it's a different feel right but then Imagine the age groups. Yeah. Those kids, none of them were 10. Oh, no. They none were all them, under five. None of them ever got to go to school. Nope. Never experienced it. So, Officer Cervantes, he's the one who was at the scene first, him and his partner. Because mm-hmm. while he was uh, driving, neighbors called and said, there's a late crazy lady, Marie, Maria running around in the street and so they called the cops and he showed up and they're sitting outside mind you they had already tried to clean the crime scene and everything Mm -hmm. and whatever they did and she's like they're dead they're dead my babies are dead and then you hear rubio in the background they have no heads Mm -hmm. let that soak in for a second kids all under five years old no heads Like what could like I don't care if the kids freaking stole your wallet. Like what could they have done? Nothing. They're freaking anyways. Sad bro. So after they were both handcuffed, Rubio was handcuffed to the front because they wanted him to sign the Miranda waiver because he wanted to talk. Yeah. And then he said and like open quote and close quote, he said, I killed those kids. What else do you need? What else do you need from me? Mm-hmm. Like, he confessed, like, without even trying. Mm-hmm. He claimed that the, the kids were possessed. So that's why he killed them. Yeah. He could not deal with, like, I mean, with huffing paint and smoking the drugs that he was doing. Clearly his brain wasn't all the wasn't, way there. Yeah. So he claimed all three kids were possessed and they were out to get him. Mm-hmm. Because the two-year-old and two-month-old knows They're plotting, bro, with the rope, with the um, fucking... Uh, barely can the, talk. The Lego, the I Lego blocks. Fisher Price toy. Yeah. Right? They can't even talk. Throw a basketball at his ass. So, that was that. And that that's literally, like, one of the things, like, I, I, when I read that, it brought such an emotion out of me. And I, I was talking to someone about it, and I said, 
imagine people who want kids. Like I was wa- I was watching the movie Collateral Damage, mm-hmm. where people who have kids that lose them to traumatic experiences. And it affects them to the point where they could lose their life, their careers, mm-hmm. everything all in one sitting. Where these people are willing to throw away three beautiful kids and their life away just because they were either hallucinating or they're probably hallucinating. Whatever yeah, the case definitely. was. You know? Yeah. That that's just it's just I mean, if you you thought the kids were possessed, give them away. They're, they're, they're a process. You could put them in front of a fire station, in front of a church. Or yeah. give him an exorcism. Give him exorcism. Damn Call it. Throw holy water on him. Yeah. Call a priest. I don't know. That's crazy. So, now we're going to get into a little gruesome detail. And, again, I apologize, guys, for this. <laughs> when I read this myself, like, my soul literally damn near flew out of my body. Right? It says, there was a large plastic trash bag, the black ones, containing... The female victim bodies and severed heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, is re- they removed from the bo- they removed them from the body bag by the funeral home and transported to the morgue. The body and head of the infant female Mary Jane and Rubio is placed in the autopsy table. And Jalissa's uh, I can't say her last name returned to the morgue's cooler. The plastic trash bag which contained the bodies and heads. Uh, were secured items of evidence. Yes. Like that's how, that's they try to clean it up to the point where they put them in a large, all the bodies all in one. Which shows that they knew what they were doing because if they were like really hallucinating, they probably would have just left the bodies wherever they were. And then went yeah. outside. But they and, had the consciousness yeah. to be like, okay, now let's put it in a bag. Like, yeah. You were aware of what you were doing. Because if not... I'm sure that sobered them up real quick. Exactly, because if I was hallucinating, I would have just left them because I'm hallucinating. I'm not thinking I need yeah. to put it away or like, whatever. Like, are you really dead? Like, yeah, no, I would just leave them and be like, yeah, they're dead. But, like, the fact that you, like, killed them, then you're like, okay, now let's put them in, cut the heads off and make them fit in a bag. Like, that shows you were aware of what you were doing. Right. That's crazy. I've also seen stories where parents have accidentally... And I say accidentally, and I mean that to to a hunt, like the sincerest way possible. Accidentally killed their kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where they're like giving them a bath, and the kid dies, and the parents are so hysterical. They leave the kid in the tub because they don't know what to do. Right. Yeah. And they run outside to try to get help. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If, yeah. That that wasn't the instant. They tried to clean up first. Mm-hmm. You know, they, the moment they try, you intentionally went to try to clean up. You're pretty much. <laughs> secured for a first degree murder. Yeah, because it's showing that you know what you're doing. Right, you you had intent, mm-hmm. and you try to cover up. That's two crimes right there in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, after Rubio sat down with the officers, they questioned him at at length, and I read that that whole transcript, and I I do not recommend you do that unless you have the heart for it. I do not recommend you do it. Um, but the conf- his confession. Let's just say it, it ate at my heart. Yeah. Because that dude, like, he was so careless, so heartless, so nonchalant about it. He was just like, yeah, I killed them. But it wasn't my fault. It was just they were there, and I, I thought they were possessed. And I wanted to, you know, cleanse some demons. Mm-hmm. And all, all that does is remind me of uh, The Conjuring, you know? Mm-hmm. The new, the new one that just came out, Devil, Devil made, made me, me do, do it, yeah. kind of thing. Like, 
Is that what you're saying? Like they were they were possessed by the devil spirit to the point where you had to kill them. Hmm. That's sketch. Yeah, that's a wild accusation to make. And all right. three you of know? them usually and it's just like one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a crazy thing, man. All it's three, even the the two month old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's he saying? Google Gaga. Yeah. What What could it possibly have what done? What was the two month old saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you know the two month old is possessed? What his head turn around in a circle or something? Yeah. Like, what I could mean, it? They, their bones aren't fully formed. He probably could. That's true, but he could probably do that with being possessed or not because he's not formed. Right. <laughs> like, what? so the story behind him thinking that they were possessed. On the way back, so they would eat at the soup kitchen regularly, mm-hmm. and on the way back on the bus, and this lady gave all three of them candy on the bus, and John Rubio swears that the lady had the mark of the beast, which is, I guess, like a tattoo that, like, signifies this pit, this person practiced bru- brujeria, mm-hmm. and that, you know, she's evil, and she passed, basically, he believed that he, she, put a spell on those three kids, because Aww. of the gum that she gave them. Oh, wow. Yes. And it's also worth mentioning, too, um, I believe they later found out, like, through his toxology report, like, he was huffing more paint than usual compared to, like, his, uh, like, regular routine. Oh, wow. The, the two weeks prior to them killing So that's the probably kids. why he tripped. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's deep. He's super deep. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know back, back in the day, like, there was such <laughs> beliefs of, like, Brujeria mm-hmm. and like witchcraft and stuff like that. When um, back, like when it wasn't slavery, like slavery wasn't fully over, but it was almost eradicated, right? Because it was like at that point, there were statements. I mean, not there was stuff that happened where witches would go around certain neighborhoods where they knew poor kids lived and would give them candy mm-hmm. and lure them. To mm. use them to make soups, whatever they needed to do mm, with those shit. kids. But that was back in the South. Yeah. But then again, we are talking about Southern state because technically Texas, Texas is a Southern mm-hmm. state. Yeah. And especially close closer to the border too. That's that's south. That's as south as you can go right there. Right. You know. And, but that still it still isn't no excuse. Mm-hmm. I would think you would want to protect your child. You want to, you know, embrace them, protect like do like she said, do a freaking. Holy exorcism on them. Throw holy water on them. Something. Get a priest. Even though it's a, it's a there had to, ooh, poor neighborhood. There had to be some counter spells to that, you know? Even though it's a poor neighborhood, I'm pretty sure, like, you could find a priest because every poor neighborhood has a priest. Yeah, right. that's true. Every poor neighborhood. They have pastors, priests. <laughs> like, everybody is, knows something about something. Why? Because they have to rely on themselves. Right, right. You know? So... I don't know. I, I I can't take that. I'll take that one with a grain of salt. Yeah, that pissed me off when I read that. Like your only logical thing to do was to kill them. Like, because they were may have been possessed. You didn't call anybody. You didn't call for help. You just I'm gonna kill him. That's what I'm saying. His mom and his grandma practice brujeria. Like you couldn't just go to call them and ask them for like call them advice or counter spell or some sort yeah, of like you, remedy. No, just kill him. Like wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That shows you're not thinking right. If yeah. that's your only solution before anything else. And the, the thing that got to me, I looked at a top, like the autopsy pictures. Mm-hmm. Like they show you, like they didn't just cut off the heads. They chopped off arms, oh certain gosh. certain body parts. And when I tell you guys, don't ever go look for the police report. And I say this with the most heavy heart. <laughs> With the most heavy heart. I was looking at that shit at 5 o'clock in the morning. Keep Ooh. that in mind. 
Okay. With How the, would you do that? That's witching hours, right? Yeah. Three. Like no, three a.m. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But <laughs> it, it, it was just like <laughs> it was so de- so damn heavy. Like I was like, damn, do I really want to do this episode today? Mm-hmm. Like I literally considered like, all right, let's switch it up, guys. But I was like, nah, man, let's get it done because it's not much information on this out. And it happened in 2003. Yes. But it's something that's still relevant to modern day, because mm-hmm. we talk about like we talk about Julio's background, Rubio, John's. John Rubio's yeah, yeah, yeah. background. I don't know what I'm calling Julio. Julio, <laughs> I was like, Julio. I'm like, who's that? John Rubio's background, like yeah, he, I can see it. His background is just like so messed up, and then huffing paint and all that could have could have could have been a factor for him. Mm-hmm. I'm not disclaiming that at all, mm-hmm. but they did they took it to an extreme. To to an extreme to where like it it literally could have been prevented. All this could have been prevented, man. All of it. There's accounts where Rubio and both Camacho, both Rubio and Camacho got their kids taken away from them for three to four months by CPS because their kids the living situation was deemed to be unfit for kids of that age because a lot of the kids would walk around barefoot, um, walk around dirty. Like mm-hmm. raggedy clothes, they didn't always have access to showers. We talked about the uh, apartment and that they lived in. The apartment itself wasn't really like meant to be apartment. It was originally a, a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Oh they, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And they gutted it out to make it an apartment, but the apartment didn't have any windows because grocery stores don't have windows. Yeah. So yeah. they didn't really do much renovating. It was just like, all right, here we have this building. Let's just put people inside. Right. So you had a front door and you had a back door, but that was it. Wow, that's so depressing. No mm-hmm. windows. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're huffing and puffing at all times. Yeah. yeah. Like, Especially if you already live in like the shittiest communities of the United States, you know. Yeah. yeah that would fuck with your uh, hallucination, your reality aspect, mm-hmm. all completely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So down. So, I just think back to like, all right, well, child protective services took them away, and obviously they found like it was fit to give them back, but like, I don't know what I mean there's not a lot of reports or evidence of like why they gave them back but like you know what went into that decision because I think back to that moment in their timeline it's like man if they got it taken away from them longer or they're actually given like a proper help to cope with their own shit or given proper resources to you know move on up in the social ladder or whatever yeah. you know then they could have gotten them back but it just seemed like they just kind of put them back in a similar situation and, and that's that crazy that. that you said that because i didn't know that cps was involved because i did see in some stories i read that the police were called to their apartment multiple times for like fighting and like abuse so mm-hmm. it's weird that cps knew, knew that and then still like gave them back and another thing to add to that like when it comes to cps they don't just come in and take your kids right they investigate Right, mm-hmm. and when they did the investigation, like you said, Maria had mental disabilities because her IQ level was so low to the point where she was barely functioning in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And Rubio, he was huffing and puffing. So I'm pretty sure CPS questioned neighbors, yes, everybody else before they even thought about like taking mm-hmm. those kids away or giving them back. So you took them away for a reason. Mm-hmm. So you should have kept them. Yeah, yeah. why'd you give them back? The situation clearly didn't change. Mm-hmm. Not like they moved or like right. we're in a new environment. Mm-hmm. They didn't have no income coming in, really. Yeah, so mm-hmm. why would you even give the kids back? And they're so young. Right. right. They would have easily been adopted. They're at easily. the age where people eat up kids like that. Like yeah, they right. want newborns. Two month old, a three year old. Anything under five is right. easy to adopt. So why wouldn't they just keep them and give them to a better situation? Mm-hmm. That's careless. 
I, again, there's no justice system, man. Yeah. It's sad. And I, I think it's also worth mentioning, too, that's probably the system on how it works for those tiny towns like that. Right. You know? They don't have enough uh, funding to really do much. Exactly. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of people, even if they did have funding, the people in the system, I'm sure that takes a lot more work to go do that research. And they're just like, hey, it's, it's Brownsville. Like, that's the mm-hmm. stereotype. That's just how it goes here. Everyone's and struggling, so here yeah, you go. Yeah, exactly. You know? I'm going I'm to try to, I'm going to say something. I'm not trying to one-up you. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, too. The fact that you said that it's a small town. Mm-hmm. What are the odds the kids are gonna end up with one of those families that are right around the corner, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like and his next door neighbor? What True. are the odds? Because yeah. it's a small town. He said no funding, nothing coming in. So what are the odds the kids would have survived? Because then they left. Now they would have been really paranoid. That's true. They probably could have killed that whole family and those kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. So we're gonna move on to sentencing. Yeah. As tough as this is, Rubio was sentenced to life. Mm-hmm. He tried to fight it for years, for years, and years, and years. And at one point, they eradicated it. And then they said, nah, man, we're giving it right back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Maria took a plea deal. So she's serving 40 plus years in prison. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I, I don't think I think she should have gotten the death penalty too just my opinion both parties were involved yeah I don't see why not you know right. I mean obviously we don't but that's because she 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 made a deal and that's the thing I hate about yeah. there's certain deals like alright it makes sense right this one made no sense he already confessed he was he confessed he could have gotten the deal too technically yeah but the judge gave him death why couldn't she get death I get her mental IQ status wasn't there whatever blah 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 blah, blah. don't give a fuck about that you get three innocent kids three Harmless babies, kids. babies. A three-year-old, a one-year-old, and a two-month-old. Wait, the fuck? What two are, months? Are you kidding me? Oh my! God. What are they gonna do to you? Two months. That's. Mm, I don't like talking about children like that. And this is one of the reasons why, like, I, I I say this. And Rubio, yeah, I get it. He grew up in a small town. Completely get it. Role models are important. Yeah role models male role models are important we don't have many male role models like women are usually like shown to be the strong one I'm using air quotes here because like they always want women to be strong yeah or, like because the dad have, will have a kid and just leave yeah so they times, expect the yeah. women to be strong but the kids they don't have strong male role models mm-hmm. so when they don't have that what do they especially his dad was beating him and then he was out doing prostitution and all that stuff mm-hmm. you put him in a situation where he has a strong male role model I bet you would be having a different conversation oh yeah, yeah. definitely hands yeah. down definitely so it's important yeah for Maria's case she was born with her defect like that's what it is like mm-hmm. there's nothing we could have done about it but at least meeting her partner he would have helped her and hence would have helped him. Yes. Right? But it seems at that point, like, they fed off each other because of the drugs, everything else they were doing. And it was almost like the kids were like a meal ticket to them. Because, I mean, if, first off, if CPS came and took the kids, at a certain point in time, I'm pretty sure they're getting some kind of welfare check. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah, easy. Food stamps, something. You know? Right. So they, that's how they, they're eating. Because they're not working. Mm-mm. So that's how they're eating. So once those kids are dead, that's why they, they gave up. They were like, all right. I mean, there's nothing we could do at this point. Mm-hmm. Like right. our life's practically over. Yeah. You know. So, and and I I say this all the time. Like, man, there are certain times. I, I me personally, I wish I had a certain role model in my life. I'm not saying my life would have been better, but it probably would have been different. 
But then again, I always say this too. God don't put you in any situation that he doesn't know the mm-hmm. route to. Right. Like he knows there's a path that's going to guide you to where you're supposed to be at that exact time. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Right. But 100%. He needed that. Like maybe he's where he's supposed to be too, but he needed somebody to hold his hand. Like I always say, like you may not be able to pull his whole hand. If you pull one finger, maybe no murder. It makes a difference, yeah. You know? Just maybe, one finger. Maybe he stops huffing, huffing at an earlier age. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe he figures out something for himself. Mm-hmm. You know? So. Maybe he's able to hold a job, you know? Right. And we, we, we can't, we won't be able to tell right now. Because. But man. Dads, y'all need to do better. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And I think that's why another reason too. I mean, we've talked about it. On multiple times on the show but the work we do is so important at our company and you know just because there there isn't always the father figure at home but there can be father figures elsewhere elsewhere you know mm-hmm. what I mean? whether it's through school through sports and it's important for those kids to sign up for things like that you know even in music it doesn't have to be sports it could be music it could be dance it could be whatever some sort of creative outlet i'm gonna quote uh collateral beauty real fast and the only reason I'm quoting this movie, like I said, this movie is so like powerful in its own way, right? And one of the actors said, because this lady was trying to have kids, but it was too late in her life, so she's trying to figure out if she wants to do the scientific experiments where she can get impregnated through in vitro fertilization or whatever. And he said, you, you would be a great mom. She's like, it's too late for me. He said, nah, it's not, because you don't. the kids don't have to come out of you but kids go through you mm-hmm. in order, you know, like they learn from you, whether they're yours or not. At the end of the day, you're providing them with something that's they can't measure in in, in, in numbers. Right. It's something that they, they could just take with them in life and just sit down. Mm-hmm. I remember when this person did this for me and showed me this. Mm-hmm. Now I could use it in my own life to make an impact. And that's what he was telling her. And and now it's why I quoted this man, like kids don't don't grow don't grow because they come out of you they grow through you true yeah so like you said man what we do is what we do mm-hmm. we provide that service we provide that service to a lot of kids who don't have that small smidget role model mm-hmm. we don't need we don't play a big big role in their lives because we're not with them every single i mean every single day mm-hmm. but the few that we do come in contact with man yeah like when they light up when they talk to you just to see a male oh hi your yeah. name is oh yeah what do you do yeah just to see him light up uh-huh. that right there could be the difference mm-hmm. just that mm-hmm. you know so man don't ever give up on everything y'all do man if y'all talking to y'all kids or whatever the case is you, f- you start to feel discouraged just know there's a light at the end of the tunnel there's always a light at the end of the tunnel it may seem dim it may seem dark there's always light at the end of the tunnel well said yeah, agreed. With that being said, man, I'm done with this one. Yeah, me too. I've checked out a minute ago. <laughs> I don't do well with kids. All right, Noah. <clears throat> roll yeah. us out. All right, be sure to follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Yes. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on Anchor. We're on Google Play? Yeah. 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 Girl, we're we on all the platforms. On Androids. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, show so <laughs> 
Uh, no, no discrimination to Andrew. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Not whatsoever. We're also on Instagram. Follow us at A Sip of Crime. That's A Sip of Crime for Instagram. And be sure to check out True 100 Radio, T R U, the number 100 Radio. Dot com. Shout out to them for having us on their platform. Hey, man. Quick shout out to my little sister, man. She put us on this story, even though it's a heart-wrenching story. Mm. But it's good to know. She puts us on something. Like, she has a kid of her own. So for, for her to put that on, like, be able to read that story and pass it along, kudos to her. Yeah. For real. Uh, Thank you. Again, man, y- y'all know the motto, man. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated. Or do your research. Yeah. You stay know, safe, man. Stay safe. Stay clean. Yeah, wash <laughs> crisp. Wash your ankles. Wash your knees. Wash your toes. The touch toes. Your, make your knees. Touch your elbows. All that. <laughs> um, with that being said, man, y'all be safe out there, man. Mahalo. Bye.